Welcome to another Blind Guy Talks Tech. I am Stephen Scott, that blind guy. You can get in touch with our podcast by email, hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Thank you to those of you who've already done that. And also, uh, you can leave us a voicemail now as well on 0204 571 3354. And I'll give you that number again at the end of the episode. So if you didn't catch it, don't worry. Uh, You can also find it, though, on the podcast notes And you'll also find it on our website, blindguytalkstech.com, inside each of the episode notes. So uh, do check it out there. Uh, Do subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends, uh, because uh, we're doing this for fun, but we're having a lot of fun. That's the best bit. And it's more fun when you're with us, quite frankly. So uh, hopefully you'll enjoy today's conversation. Uh, This is all about the future. Well, I say the future. It's actually a question. Is the future of QR codes actually... Navi lens. So QR codes being those little square squiggles that uh, usually come in black and white and, you know, you have to hold your phone up to them. We all got used to them during the pandemic when we had to check in in restaurants and all the rest. And, and a lot of those QR codes were quite difficult to locate with our smartphones, especially for those of us who are blind. So could Navi lens be the answer? Well, to find out what Navi lens is, how it works, and we'll even get a demo in as well. Uh, we've got uh, Mark Powell with us today from RNIB, someone who has been championing NaviLens at RNIB, where he works. So, uh, Mark, it is great to have you here. No, thanks for having me, Steve. Really, really excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's so nice to have a co- an ex-colleague back here uh, on the show. It's so weird. I'm only I'm only doing this new podcast just a, a little bit of time, and I've got someone from RNIB on. I mean, that's just that's just typical, right? It's clearly I'm missing you guys. That's the point. Uh, you're going to regret saying that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I might. Uh, you never know what tangent we can go off on this one, but uh, but yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, it's really really good to really good to be chatting to you today, Steve. And like I said, I wanted to talk about the future of QR, or the future of uh, essentially um, these kind of QR codes and what they could become. And the answer seems to be this new um, code, which is NaviLens. Tell us. Uh, for those that don't know about NaviLens, what it is and uh, how it differs to something like QR. Yeah, so the the difference between a, a QR code and a NaviLens code, there's a there's a few really. I mean, visually, um, which which you know, to my, to people like myself and you, Steve, it might not be 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 as beneficial. But visually, they're they're a lot more colourful. So they they use CMYK colours, um, and because of that, that means that they can be detected a lot a lot better and they can provide more more information so the just like a qr code where you use the um camera in your smartphone a navi lens code given the colors it uses can be detected from from a much greater distance than than a qr code qrs are really close proximity where you know a navi lens code which is in the same size as a qr code that you tend to find on different packaging and and other things across across the um, across across the world now um, that could be detected from from around three meters away rather than being you know really really close. So they are being used for multiple different things as well. So you know the greater the size of a Navi lens code, the more detectable it is from a distance, and that's that's the big the big difference between. Navi lens and a standard QR code. Yeah, and for people who are totally blind who don't know this, you know, the QR code is black and white, isn't it? So it's, it's like a black and mm. white squiggle. I mean, it's, it's a kind of incoherent squiggle um, in a square 
that you know is essentially a bit like a barcode was or is um but this is now in this new form and this takes it onwards this is a kind of colorful square uh that not only can you use on a product and we'll talk about that in a minute but you can also print yourself you can create these yourself as well which is was brilliant and you can stick them up around the home lots of people have been very clever about how to use them i know some friends of mine are getting quite clever with the smart tech in their home using it for example to you know put one on a wall and if you walk past the one of these codes or you hold the phone up to it you know things can happen like lights can come on or a sound system can kick in or something very very smart um so lots of things you can do with it uh, and we're going to be hearing from hannah rowlett in a moment from tfl the tech for life team at rnib to demonstrate all of that uh, but why did rnib because when, when i was leaving rnib uh, this was beginning to become a big conversation um that you know you especially were driving to push forward the, the use of these versus something like QR uh, and using them on products uh, which you've already been very successful at. So we'll, we'll, and we will talk about that in a second. But I want to talk specifically about why RNIB wanted to get involved in this, why you thought this was a good idea. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a, it's a, really, it's a really good question. And the one, there's many, many challenges out there that, that, we, that we have, whether it's reading product information, you know, whether it's navigating the world. Um, there's so many different things out there that, that we would love to do um, if we could. Now, technology is that bridge between, you know, some of those things that, you know, we would love to do. And now that we, we can do them, we can do them independently. And when we, when we started looking at navigation, so navigating a space, and then we, then we started to look further afield on products, the ideal is to have one solution that you can apply across multiple different sectors and markets that can help, that could be that, that bridge. And right now, there's lots and lots of different apps that we use. You know, we may use one for one thing, one for another, but, you know, that, that's not the ideal. So we're always looking for the, for the best, best possible outcome. I think the reason why we focused on this particular technology is because because it has so many different applications, it's being used across the world, you know, for in, in different transport networks, um, in Barcelona, in New York, and that's just to navigate a passenger around. We're not talking about a blind passenger. It's being used to navigate passengers around. And if you happen to have a visual impairment or be registered blind, then you can utilize the same solution as well. So the inclusive nature of this was also really, really important. And, we were the ones at RIB um, that started to say, okay, well, if this can navigate somebody around a space, that could be a, you know, a train station or a supermarket, then part of that journey, you would want to then interact with something else. So that could be a package of some sort and that could in a, in a store, or it could be a, it could be a ticket machine. So how can then that solution then help retrieve or allow us to access something else. And that's why we then focused on packaging as that, as that output. But as I say, there's so many different technologies out there, as you know, Steve, that we've talked many a times about, and it isn't, this isn't a one size fits all, but what we can do is start to think about the way the world is going. Well, optical markers like QR codes have, have been really successful. We're utilizing them more than ever now because of, since COVID, why wouldn't we utilize them, just a better version of them 
to do more stuff. And I love the fact that you're talking about a product that is for everyone, right? That's the point here, that everyone can use this. It's not some secret code. I remember years ago, in fact, it may still be in existence. I think it was called the React, the React system. That was That's right, yeah. And remember in train stations, you would have it? And, yeah. and I still, to this day, have no idea what that did. <laughs> I just remember people <laughs> would tell me about it and say, there's a big box on the wall and it says RNIB on it. And I'm like, great. What did I do with that? Uh, I, I never really knew what it did, and it, it seemed a bit secret, a bit like, you know, nah, what's this What's this specific thing for? Why is this not for everybody? Uh, QR codes in this case, or, or NaviLens in this case, you know, is more uh, for everyone, which is brilliant. We can all benefit from that. Uh, talk about the products uh, and the companies you've been working with to try and make this a reality and uh, the success that you've had uh, and your feelings in that success, because I know you're very pleased with yourself this month. <laughs> you could you could say that you put me on the spot there, Steve. But um, <laughs> but no, the um, no. So yeah, product information from our research at RIB nine nine in ten blind and partially sighted people you find it difficult or impossible to read package information. Now that that that's a that's a crazy crazy start, but it's the reality. You know, you and I have spoke, haven't we, Steve, about the fact that you know we can't independently go into a store and select maybe a new flavor we're, we're all we're creatures of habit aren't we yeah you know, we always go for the same stuff because we know how to um how to do it how to utilize it if it is it going to be is it going to be um is it going to be something that i that i can have if i've got certain dietary requirements there's so much information on packaging and it's there for a reason that's because it's important you know whether you're uh, whether you're cutting down the calories or whether you're uh, whether you have diabetes, there's so many reasons why that information is important to you. And the reality in 2020, uh, 2021, 2020, when we started this, was that basic information wasn't accessible. People were taking photos, zooming in, you know, or asking somebody else. Or I remember speaking to somebody recently who said. Oh well, I just take a risk. I've got diabetes, and I just, I just hope that I just won't eat so much of something, just in case I have too much sugar. That's I mean, so that's dangerous, crazy. isn't it? That is, that is oh, life. Oh yeah, and, and so, absolutely. And so, based on our work within, within the, within, within the, the navigational space, which we were, which we were looking at, and I said about evolving that into, well, okay, this is a colourful code. So therefore, if we stuck it on packaging given QR codes, you have to know where QR codes are. And that's the, that's the challenge here. So if you're visually impaired and you want to get information through a QR code, you've got to firstly know where it is, where a NaviLens code is so much more detectable. You only have to hold your phone in a general direction of that, of that uh, code. And it's just instant, you know, it's, it's so much more detectable. Um, so we piloted, this with Kellogg's in 2020 um, for World Sight Day on Cocoa Pops. And cut a long story short, I'm pleased to say that last year Kellogg's announced that they'd be rolling out across their cereal portfolio in April last year. And yesterday I went into a, into a Tesco store um, and there it was on the shelf. It's on Special K at the moment, but there it was on the product. You know, they're like, like, they're like every, every other product in that, in that, um, in that aisle. But the difference being I could detect that box of, um, special K from a distance 
and then I could get all that information on that box in an accessible format that I wanted to, that, that is useful for, to me. So I was using voiceover at the time. That was amazing. And I was crazy. It felt, it felt weird. <laughs> it felt weird for, you the, did that. for the first time. Yeah. But it, it, not just that I did that, but as somebody who lives with, 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 with a, you know, visual impairment myself, I detected a box from a distance that I couldn't even see. Mm. And then I got all the information on that box, which I also couldn't see. And I've never done that in a supermarket before. I don't know about you, Steve. No, I've not done that. And, and that, <laughs> I cannot wait to... I, mean, I don't think I've been in a supermarket for, for the best part of three years. This was pre-pandemic, <laughs> you know, do it online. But, um, but no, you're absolutely right. And I think that's the key point. You know, I, I'm kind of joking there. I, I, I'm not joking. I, I haven't been in a supermarket for a long time. But that's kind of the reason why, right? Because, like you've said, if you can't identify those products... And all it takes, all it takes is a supermarket to change its layout. And that's it. Mm. I'm screwed. Oh yeah, completely yeah. screwed. Yeah. Because then it's like right now, what? Where where do I find the, the? And then if they've moved all the stuff around and they do from time to time, that just that just knackers it for me, and I, and I just get so frustrating. So for that reason, I do it online. But to be able to go in and not worry so much about that and just use the phone to scan the products, this is brilliant. This is the start of a great thing, and, and is I think that's something we all hope. We'll get to that question in a minute because I think it'd be good for people to now have a sense of how this whole thing works. So let's hear from Hannah Rowlett. She's from the Technology for Life team at RNIB, and uh, she's here to demonstrate for us uh, how this app works and how you can use it, not just to scan products, but also create your own codes as well. When you first download the app, it will ask you if it has permission to use your camera and also for you to accept the terms and conditions. Once you've done this, you're ready to go. I myself am using an iPhone with VoiceOver and I've just done that, installed the app and agreed to all of the terms and conditions. And the page that I'm shown says... Point at a tag with the camera to read it. At this point, the app is scanning the environment to see if it can pick up any tags. The other items that are on the screen are towards the bottom of the page and there are four settings menus, if you like, in the bottom tab area on the phone. So I'm just going to flick on the screen to get to those. Settings button. Settings brings you up a menu where you can change things to do with the location information it provides you. So when you are scanning, it can give you information about where the tag is located around you. It can give you hints and tips through sounds, through beeps, and there's different tone beeps depending on whether the tag is to your left, to your right or up or central, um, or you can have this given to you in words. So instead of giving you a sound, it'll say left, right, up or central. And similarly with haptic feedback, so the phone can vibrate to tell you, you can set it to whichever you prefer. You can also in settings set how much information the tag reads aloud when the app first detects it, whether you just want it to read a little bit or whether you want it to read a lot. Really it's just personal preference but that's what you can find out in settings. The second item that we have at the bottom is display mode button. In here you can select which of the tags are displayed on the screen. So do you just want to see the ones that you've seen frequently or recently? Or do you want to show history? Do you want all the tags you've seen to be displayed? Again, it's just personal preference. And the third item that we have on the bottom is... Zoom disabled button. When zoom is enabled, it will increase 
the distance that the camera can identify a tag or code. At the moment, mine says disabled because I haven't got it selected. When zoom is enabled, even though the distance has increased, the field of view for the camera has narrowed. The final item on the list is... Download tags for personal use and the user guide button. Yes, you heard correctly. In this option, as well as being able to see the user guide and how to use the app, you can also request your own tags for use however you want to use them. Once you go into this menu and select request tabs, you are redirected to the NaviLens website where you will enter your name and email address and you will be emailed your own tags. These tags will come to you as attachments and they are different sizes so you can attach them to varying size objects around your home or just different locations in your environment. You can then print out the tags and cut them out. This was the most difficult part of the process for me and luckily I got a friend to help me with this to get my codes cut into the right shape. I don't know about you, but for me, I am always losing my television remote control. I can never find it and helpfully family members use the TV remote and put it back in all different sorts of places. So I'm always hunting around for it. It's going to be the first thing that I put a code on in my house. I have my tag here and I'm now going to put a tag on it and show you the process. So I'm just going to get my tag. One foot away. Blank tag. Use the personal note option to complete it. Okay, so NaviLens has seen the tag. It's telling me that it's blank and that I need to complete One foot it. Away. Blank tag. Use the personal note option to complete it. Okay, so I'm going to double tap on that tag. Back. Button. And then I'm going to flick. Personal annotation. Button. I am now going to double tap on personal annotation. Back. Button. And flick again. Personal annotation. Delete. But. Okay. Button. Personal annotations to be added to the tag content. Personal annotation. Text field. I'm going to double tap to edit. Personal annotation. Text field. Is editing. Character mode. Insertion point at start. And just for ease, I'm going to double tap with two fingers to dictate. Television remote control. Inserted television remote control. Okay, and I've already passed the OK button, so I'm going to flick to the left to go back to it. Personal annotations. OK. Button. And double tap. Back. Button. Now, hopefully, when the app sees my code, it'll tell me that I've got my remote control. Restarting scan. Point at a tag with the camera to one, one foot away. Television remote control. Excellent. Now I can attach that straight to my remote control and hopefully never lose it again. I hope you enjoy using this app. I'm certainly now going to spend a great couple of hours attaching codes all over my house to different things I'm always losing. That's Hannah Rowlett there from RNIB's Technology for Life team and uh, we'll give you the number again on how you can access help from the TFL team at RNIB at the end of the interview. But uh, we're back with Mark Powell here from RNIB. Uh, Mark, you know, really interesting to hear how the app works. Uh, you know, 
you've already said this is going to be and is already on the shelves in stores across Europe uh, on Kellogg's packaging. Is there plans to take this further onto other products? Are those conversations happening? Can you tell us? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, last year, um, Pantene, um, the the well-known shampoo and conditioner brand uh, for hair care, they they also announced that they will be um, rolling Navilens out onto their products. So um, amazing. So look out for them. Um, they'll be coming in the next um, in the next few months. And also, there are other brands that I can't mention, but certainly by April May time, um, it'll become clearer of other products that are um, that will also feature the code on there, and they'll be all really excitingly in different parts of the supermarket, um, not just in the cereal aisle or, or the cosmetics. It'd be in three different parts, which is really exciting. But the other, the other aspect, you know, that you might be thinking here is, well, I can, I can access the products if I do go into a physical store and the physical environment is, is key. Uh, like you touched on Steve. Um, but what if I'm in the physical environment and I, I've got to get to that product first now, we made a decision to go for products first. Now, and I said the the way the this solution works and the agile nature of it, the way we want to go with this is that this solution can be implemented into the retail space, you know, into a supermarket and actually navigate you to the product. That is the end goal for us here. This isn't about us stopping on products. Products, getting it on products is a big thing, but it's also, it's also going to take time. And getting it in it in a in an environment like a train station which again we're excited we're we're really excited about the fact that next month we're launching it in the first train station here in the UK too so we're talking about a solution here like i said which has so many different um different ways you can apply it to to whatever scenario or or product you're you're in i mean it's amazing so yeah lots lots going on um and uh, this is just one example of a technology that is bridging that that gap um, and really, you know, allowing people like us to interact with it. But equally, you know, we we are a passenger, we are a consumer, so everybody can use this as well. Absolutely amazing, Mark. It's been great to talk to you today. Thanks so much for coming on to Blind Guy Talks Tech and uh, talking about this. It's such a positive story, and it is making real difference out there you know this is wonderful work you've done as part of the rnib uh, i know you were one of the key drivers behind this so you know well done to you um it's, it's a very proud moment when you see you know the product as you've as you have you know in the store in person knowing you were the uh, part of the team behind that it, it just must be an amazing feeling so well done for that and uh, i wish you all the success do come back soon no no will do steve and like i say this doesn't stop here um we got to keep driving forward so uh, hopefully next time i'll be I'll be coming back with some more, some more news on what we've done. So thank you for thank you for having me. Really, really good to chat, Steve. Thanks to Mark Powell from RNIB. Now, just a reminder: you can call the RNIB Technology for Life team for supports with any of the technology challenges you might face, uh, whatever they may be. Uh, the team are on hand weekdays, uh, nine to five, usual working hours. And uh, you can contact them by calling the RNIB helpline on 0303 123 9999. That's 0303 123 9999. You can email the team as well, TFL, short for Technology for Life, at rnib.org.uk. 
Now, if you'd like to tell us your thoughts on uh, what you think about NaviLens, have you tried the app? What do you think about it? Well, let us know. Uh, if you haven't tried it, and maybe you've got another way of navigating around and doing what Mark has suggested, then perhaps you might want to tell us. You can email hello at blindguytalkstech.com or you can call and leave a voicemail. I'd love to hear from you. You can call on 0204 571 3354. That is our number. Call that number. Uh, you'll hear my lovely voice and then you can leave a voicemail and uh, tell us what you think about what you're hearing on Blind Guy. And if you've got a suggestion for something you'd like to hear us talk about, then please do drop us an email or voicemail. That number again, 0204-571-3354. Or email hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Catch you again tomorrow.